Welcome to yet another installment of your new favorite podcast, Astro Blast. Boy, oy, 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 oy. Chris, take it away with a review someone left us on the Apple Podcast app where you too can review us if you care about us at all. Please care about us. This one is from Struby Tuesday. And it so. says, or St. Ruby Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Struby Tuesday, too. It's probably, I, I hope it's Struby Tuesday or Strubby Tuesday. Perfect. It's my favorite podcast ever. That's a good, that's a nice, concise little review. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love it. What a neat little present. You can also write into us at astroblasting at gmail.com or at our website, astroblasting.com, in our submission form. If you would like us to potentially answer a question you submit with some advice, some very thoughtful, gentle advice. Yeah, your little sexy questions. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at astroblasting on both. Yeah. We've also got a Virgo playlist still up for a little bit longer. And I chose five virgins. Spotify and Apple Music or on our website under Astro Jams. Also, we're going to be doing an Astro Probe interview with Steph from New York-based band Adult Mom. What will you make me learn about today? Well, I guess first I should probably... Oh, you got a big story to tell. Tell my stupid ghost story. Stupid? It's not stupid, but I know that most people who listen to it think it is. <laughs> I would imagine that the people who listen to this podcast might be a little more receptive to uh, stupid things. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are Team Chris. I hear, hey. I've heard so many people be like, I'm more of a Chris. And I've never heard what? a single person yet say, I'm, I'm more, more of, a of a Chris. Team Chris, more of a Chris. Mm. We're going to make shirts. Chris Rising. <laughs> We're going to make Chris shirts and Jess. We do keychains. Wow, Team Chris, Team Jess little things would actually be pretty sick. Yeah, baby. I think my wife had a Team Snooky shirt at one point. What? Maybe that's not true. I, I She had a Team something. Maybe it was Team, team Edward? Edward. It might have been Team Edward. I was definitely Team Edward. Yeah, he's looking good. Team Jacob, no way. Mm -hmm. My ghost story is this. It is as follows. Okay, go ahead. I was visiting my ex-girlfriend. Okay. Recently? <laughs> no, it, this right. was like 2012. Whoa. Where? She lived in Salt Lake City. Okay. And her and her sister were like, there's a cemetery that's like 40 minutes away in this town called Ogden, Utah. And we've seen a ghost there once or twice. Do you want to come what? look at it? And I was like, okay. I was like, we had finished watching Blair Witch Project. And I was like, I like grew up super atheist and was and like have been just a little dick about all things and so i was just like i went into this with zero expectation with right. negative expectation right and then we went and you it was like a huge cemetery in this old like basically ghost town i mean people live there but it's like there's not a lot going on in ogden it used to be like a cia town or something but all the all of it closed down and now there's just like these big old buildings that used to be cia cia buildings and like there's a bunch of haunted shit i guess so we go up to the cemetery that's like massive. I don't know how big exactly it was, but it felt like it went on for like miles. Mm -hmm. And you have to go. It's like so big that there's avenues and streets and they're all like numbered and shit. And there's a specific location, like a specific intersection at like this street and this avenue or whatever that you go and you sit at. So we drive like a mile deep into the cemetery to get to this intersection. And we parked the car. We like turned around and faced the cemetery gates that were like, you couldn't see them, but they were like a mile straight ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And we parked and turned all the lights off and the car off and just sat there. And that's scary. 
it was it was like alone that's scary yeah it was like the three of us there might have been someone else there with us like it was like six years ago at this point or whatever so um we're sitting there completely pitch black we're not close enough to anything for there to be any civilization there are no lights to be seen you can't hear cars like there was just like nothing right and they were like all right now we just sit and wait and we can't talk and i was like are you fucking serious like we came out here on a friday night to sit in silence in the dark and they were like dead serious they were like stop and i was like okay (laughs) so we're sitting there and like 30 minutes go by and i was like can we do can't even talk no they were like you have to be quiet and respectful and patient and i was like this isn't what i want to do on a friday night so 30 minutes go by and I was like, hello. And they were like, just wait. And I was like, fine. So then like 40, 45 minutes go by. And all of a sudden, all of like looking like the street was in front of us just going on straight down into darkness. And these like lines showed up on the street. Like it looked like the street had these lines on it that were suddenly glowing this like silverly, silvery blue material that I like I can't even describe it because it looked inhuman it looked like you know that show um friends (laughs) yeah where they're all just aliens yeah no it was like that show something about mac it was like a nickelodeon show and she could turn into like the silver oh alex mac alex mac hell yeah it looked like that silvery puddle of alex mac except kind of like bluer and like i want to say glowing okay like the have you seen the buster rhymes janet jackson music video uh, maybe is it so cool? A, I can't think of it. <laughs> yeah, let me check it out later. <laughs> it it was like I can't. I just like. I just when I looked at it, I knew it, it was something strange. Okay, and, and that's the ghost. No, so the lines are all there. They're glowing brighter and brighter and brighter, and then they snapped together into the form of the shape of a human being of a woman. What? It was fucked up chris and then it was just walking very slowly back and forth across the road in front of us was it very was it very bright or or it wasn't like super bright but it was like glowy kind of and i was like does anybody see that and they were all like yes and i was like describe to me exactly what you see and just saw and they described it like exactly what i had just seen and then we were just completely silent because it's like what are you going to fucking do in that situation and then after like 30 seconds it like it took like a step towards us and then it just like kind of dissolved and went away and we were like we fucking gunned it out of there that sounds very scary it was disturbing there there like there were no lights it did not look like a projection it didn't look like something that a human could create and there's no way that someone just sat out there in a cemetery a mile in in complete darkness trying to like set something up in case someone stopped in that night you right. know what i mean yeah. but even so it didn't look like even if someone had done that, like there's any science that could have created the right. substance of what that looked like. Yeah. So then I went home and I was like with them and I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, we have to go back tomorrow night because I need to see it twice for my like logical brain to like really understand that this happened. So we came back the next night. Same thing happened, except what it happened again, but not the same way. Like the same material showed up, but it only, it just showed up as like footsteps walking across the road, like the shape of like, footsteps like you'd see in the snow or something just glowing one at a time going back and forth across the road and then they stopped and that was all we saw that time but that was enough for me to be like fuck and um that was when I felt like 
there are it was the first moment I had where I was like, there are things we do not know and cannot explain. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. I mean I don't I guess like it was a ghost, but I don't know. I think it's just like the easiest word to put on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the fuck it was or what why it was I don't know, man. Wow. But that was when I stopped being that was I think the day I stopped calling myself atheist. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like religious, but it's So it was Jesus. It was the baby Jesus. It was the baby Jesus walking around dressed like a woman. <laughs> yeah. Great. Love it. Love to hear it. Well, that's a great ghost story, and I'm sure the people from last week are happy that they uh, stuck around. Hopefully. Hopefully they're not like, boo. Boo. Like what? some of these ghosts that you keep meeting. <laughs> boo. So we're going to talk about Jupiter today. Finally. I've been waiting my whole fucking life to hear about this Jupiter planet. Jupiter is the final of the inner or personal planets. Uh-huh. All the others we have not discussed yet, Neptune, Saturn, Pluto, those are the outer planets and do not necessarily address us on a super personal level. In a okay. way, Saturn kind of does. But basically, Jupiter is the final of the inner and personal planets. Great. As we move into discussing planets that are farther and farther away from the sun, we've been moving kind of like outward as we've discussed these. Mm-hmm. It takes them much longer, the outer planets, to travel through all of the signs because their orbits are so much wider, right? Mm-hmm. They're farther away from the sun, so their orbit is farther out, therefore longer, like the outside of a track or whatever. Yeah. So it's going to take them a lot longer to pass through all of the constellations that we know as the 12 signs. Jupiter is the farthest from the sun that we've looked at thus far. So it changes signs about once a year. So it takes 12 years for Jupiter to cycle through all 12 signs. Great. And what does it mean? What does it do? Jupiter rules Sagittarius. Jupiter rules. And in classical astrology, it also ruled Pisces. We talked about this a little bit last week because Neptune hadn't been discovered when astrology was first developing. So when it was discovered, Pisces was reassigned its ruler as Neptune. Mm-hmm. So it once was, it one, it used to be Sagittarius and Pisces were ruled by Jupiter. Now Pisces is ruled by Neptune and also Jupiter if you, if you want to go with the classical ruler. And I do. And also the, <clears throat> all of the personal planets are visible with the naked eye. Ooh. The, <laughs> the nude sexy little eyeball mm, can see these, these bright eyes. stars. Nice. Yeah, so the outer planets you can't see, and the personal and inner planets you can see. Jupiter is associated with the god Zeus. Zeus was the high god, 420. And Jupiter is... Hey, baby! <laughs> and Jupiter is the largest planet. Zeus was a happy ruler surrounded by the abundance of his own luck and success in his mythology. Jupiter represents expansiveness, abundance, luck, good fortune, religion, philosophy, ethics, foreign affairs, goodwill, and foreign travel. In our charts, it shows us where we do things on a large scale. It shows us not just where we can find an abundance of money or success, but how we've earned it ethically through interacting with the world and people around us. Jupiter can be an indicator for career, given that we have had the privilege to follow our abundance or skills. So it'll, it'll indicate career, specifically in a field that you know something about in our kind of like... My happy. career, it says, it, does it say in there that I, I am hot? I have career being hot? Definitely. Yeah, Good you musician. have an abundance of hotitude. Very um, smart, funny, but in a very sexy way. Yep. 
You have the the exact Jupiter placement, sign, house, location that indicates all of those things to That's very cool. I believe in astrology now. Jupiter gives us the imagination required for creation. So this isn't necessarily the act of creation. It's what's what grows that seed that is planted. So some of my messed up ideas, all this wacky stuff I do, and some of my interesting lyrics, it's coming from Jupiter. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Other planets, such as Mars and Saturn, come together to indicate what you are creating and how you're doing it. But Jupiter expresses the seed of imagination that all your creations grow from. A person with a well-placed Jupiter, for example in Sagittarius, which Jupiter rules, can be successful, inspirational, wealthy, happy. A person with a poorly placed Jupiter can be extravagant, pompous, overconfident, egotistical, or otherwise feel as if they're followed by a black cloud plagued with bad luck. P.U. Lastly, when we say luck, we're not talking about the kind of luck that's dropped into your lap unexpectedly. We're not talking about scratch-off tickets or four-leaf clovers or anything like that. We mean luck in a broad sense, the culmination of effort and honor. Whoa. So yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about the basics of Jupiter. Okay, I believe you. Chris, let's pause really quick to do this week's Astro Probe. All right, so we're here today with Steph Knipe of New York-based band Adult Mom. How is it going, Steph? Hey, it's uh, it's good. I'm hanging out. How are you? You were just telling me that you are on a touring break, so you're soaking up that home time, right? Yeah, I am bedridden watching Veronica Mars and doing nothing else. That's what all of us should be doing. <laughs> Everyone needs that time to just lay in bed and watch Veronica Mars. I agree. Um, so tell me a little bit about your history with astrology. Well, I got into astrology in college while I was um, going through a breakup, classically. Um, I was uh, <laughs> looking to find myself, my, you know, my inner workings. And uh, I mostly wanted to see what my ex's sign was uh, and see if I could, like, bash them in a better way. Um, <laughs> of course. And, and I did. <laughs> you got to astro drag your exes? Yeah, of course. Wow, actually, we should do an astro drag segment on this podcast where we just shit talk Whoa. someone. You it, really it doesn't even have to be about astrology. There's a lot of, there's a lot of juice there. Uh, so, like, so you got into it. How do you, like, how do you relate to astrology and how do you, how do you feel about it at this point in time? What does it mean to you? I feel like I'm in a really healthy place with astrology. It feels very grounding to me now, um, but I think in previous times it's felt kind of like compulsive and like I like needed to check my horoscope or like needed to know what was going on in order to like affirm like what I was doing in my life. Um, mm -hmm. So now I like I still deeply love it, but I have like more of a like a boundary with how much I rely upon it, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's easy to when you first get really into astrology to get like too deep and like lose perspective on like what it's doing for you and then kind of like recalibrating, getting out of it and then recalibrating and recontextualizing everything is where you like find your peace with it and how it fits into your psychology or um, relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that like for me, there was this thing where I was like, if I like, I need to, like, have some control over, like, my life. So, like, this is going to be the thing <laughs> that is the control. Like, this is what I'm going to rely on, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's, like, now it's, like, you know, it's more of just, like, a facet of my of my personality and, like, day instead of, like, 
ruling like my decision making. What are your big three? So I'm a Taurus sun, a Taurus moon, and a Leo rising. I think I see a bit of that Leo rising in your internet presence. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it all is. In the best way, of course. (laughs) I remember once years ago, an old friend of mine was... Uh, she had moved to a new place and was still kind of figuring out socially like what to be doing and she was like what should I do and then I was like oh my gosh my friend Steph is coming through your town you should go see them play it's amazing and she was like okay sick so um, and she this friend of mine is kind of like one of the people who really got me into astrology and um she was like, do you know what their like big three are? And I told her and she went to the show and from the show she texted me, oh, my God, they look such like a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> and she's on some like next level astrology shit that I haven't even. She's always kind of like four steps ahead of me in terms of learning astrology. And um, so she knows a lot about the physical manifestations of the signs and like how people appear. Mm. That's like shocking <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, Taurus is all like Venus and beauty, right? And I feel like yeah. you've definitely got a, a thing going on with <laughs> like you're very aware of your presentation. You just you work with stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was going to say like was I wearing like sweatpants or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is that what you think of when you think of Taurus visuals? <laughs> no. It's just what I want to be. It's just what I it's like what my heart wants. <laughs> But no, that yeah. sounds like a fun look, like totally doing up your hair and makeup and throwing on sweatpants and getting on stage. Wait, but that's like that's like tourist culture. Like that's fully every tourist I know does that. Really? <laughs> like just like does work so hard on like makeup and hair and then will wear like a tank top with like sweatpants. Actually, mutual friend and co-host of the pod, Chris Farron, is a Taurus. I know it. As we all know. (laughs) And the number of times he's shown up at my door in sweatpants (laughs) with, like, a very nice little shirt on and then, like, sweatpants is definitely proving your point right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's a mix. It's like, okay, we look good. We know we look good, but we have to be comfortable. Okay, so you've got Taurus sun, Taurus moon, and Leo rising, right? Yes, all right, let's jump into these questions. All right, sun question. Okay. What do you think your purpose is? I think I think my purpose is to hmm, help people and build community. Yeah. Whenever people answer it so quickly and succinctly, I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even answered that question for myself yet. <laughs> I like wrote these questions and I was like cackling like they're gonna have fun with this one. I will be. It's so funny because I was like I literally just had therapy and I really (laughs) really think that we were just talking about this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you're like in that well right now. You're like basking in the subconscious. So you're like this is my purpose. Yeah. I'm like I'm like so podcast ready. Okay. So moon question. What makes you feel safe? Ooh. Okay, this is going to sound so stereotypical, but my my space, like my my room in my bed uh, is like the safest place in the world for me. Um, mm-hmm. And my like the people that I surround myself with are like my safety. So like my my mom and my best friend, um, 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you see your family a lot? Yes, all the time. So the, it's very like a sense of home to you is your safety. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the final question, the rising question, what TV show or movie character do you most attach to and strive to be like? <laughs> okay. All right, it's obviously going to be a Grey's Anatomy character. So uh, there is a character, Christina Yang, who's played by Sandra Oh, who is uh, an amazing surgeon, and I don't want to be a surgeon, but she has her shit together. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, she always has her shit together. She's, like, very competent uh, and is, like, able to kind of, like, be this like really incredible person but also like be really really great in her work i like strive for that stability so yeah i'm gonna say a christina yang from gray's anatomy amazing uh <laughs> the only thing i know about this show is actually from chris's wife cassie as everyone <laughs> who's listening to this pod knows um and he's not here to say it so i'll say it for him cassie come home um she told me once because that's like her favorite show that is, is it Sandra O oh that like falls on an icicle or something? <laughs> so uh, it's even better. She gets impaled by an icicle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like she slips and falls and then like an icicle that looks like a rhinoceros horn uh, stabs her in the <laughs> abdomen. <laughs> like it falls from above. Like she, sl yeah. she slips and falls right as an icicle, a huge icicle falls into her abdomen. Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. In great. <laughs> but she makes it through. Oh yeah. Well, and then uh, a hot, uh, uh, sorry, arguably hot army doctor uh, pulls it out of her, and then they, and then they make out in the exam room while she has just been impaled by the icicle. Yeah. <laughs> She's just make out ready. She's like, I'm horny. <laughs> oh my god. She's like, I see now that life can end at any moment. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I think she's like, I, she's like, I'm adrenaline rush. That was hot that you just pulled that out of me. <laughs> Let's hook up. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me. And where can we find more about adult mom? Oh boy. So, uh, I am famously on Twitter at adult mom band, uh, same mm. at on Instagram uh, that's really where I hang out mostly. Uh, you can't text me. I'm not going to give you my phone number. Uh, you can see me. <laughs> uh, uh, we're playing a show in New York City at Baby's All Right uh, on September 19th, if you would like to come to that. Hell yeah. Who else is playing at the show? Uh, a beautiful band called St. Seneca. Hell yeah. It's going to be a great show. Well, get out there, New Yorkers. Should anyone listening to the pod be in or around the New York area? And go check out Steph on the internet where their internet presence is not so far off from Chris Farron's and that it's a blast and hilarious. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about retrograde. Okay. Jupiter in retrograde. Oh, God. Jupiter must be in retrograde. My house is full of water water yeah it's full of water i can't even open the windows there's so much water in my house actually i was gonna make a joke about your house being on a hill and and like something about water not but but then it reminded me that when i was at your house last night mm -hmm. a random cat don't give is... away too much <laughs> uh oh chris lives on a hill in la uh -huh. <laughs> 
a random cat walked into your house. That's right. Through the whole house and just came out onto the porch where we were all hanging out and was just like, meow. Yeah, that is what it sounded like. My cat just walks up that like it lives there. I know. It it's just... because I've been feeding it food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like bought cat food for it. <gasps> yeah. I'm yeah, a, no I'm wonder. A, I'm a bad boy. He's like, we're best friends. Well, and... the cat like, I don't, I, I don't want to get too far into the cat thing. I was concerned about the cat. Oh, no. Yeah. But now it's, I've seemed to have nursed the cat back to health. And I don't want to be like, oh, I'm a hero. I like just all this nice stuff for this cat. But that's what a lot of people have been saying. <laughs> uh, there's a cat outside um, where Jenny and I live. That is, He's definitely a stray. Like, there's no way that a human being like cares for this cat. He's like, he's an orange cat, but he's like, really light colored orange so at night we call him ghost cat because at night he's like you can like see him running around in the dark but you can't tell what it is until you remember it's ghost cat you're like what the fuck is that it's just like a little lightning bolt whoa um, maybe this ghost cat is the thing you saw in that cemetery <laughs> yeah it was just ago. a cat that looked like a human woman running around yeah 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 um, but Ghost Cat is like super filthy, just like covered in a layer of filth. But for some reason, he loves hanging out in front of our house. Like he'll just lay down underneath our little like patio or like picnic table thing out there and mm -hmm. just like chill. And Jenny has more of a relationship with him than I do. He's like tried to come in our house and stuff, but I'm like, he's too fucking dirty to come anywhere. Like I don't even like petting him. Yeah. <laughs> if, are you a pet, uh, an animal person? Have you had a pet? I am only, yeah, I grew up with animals, but I never really bonded with, like, a whole lot of them. I've only ever, like, the thing is, I, I'm not an animal person except for Boston Terriers. Something ab about them is, like, when a Boston Terrier and I are in the same room, it's like we're spiritually connected. Like, that Damn. Boston Terrier will come sit with me, and I want it to sit with me, and I want to steal it and take it home with me. Whoa. But all, pretty much all other animals, I'm like pretty indifferent to. What was the first Boston Terrier in your life? What made you so connected to them? I've never had one. I've just, um, I guess I first had a thing with them because when I was living in the Bay Area, I knew someone there who had a Boston Terrier that I loved uh -huh. named Buddy. And then her family got two Boston Terrier puppies simultaneously. Oh, that and sounds cute. It was just three Boston Terriers. And I loved going over their house and playing with all of them. It was, they were just so like, it was the first time I'd really interacted with them and they were just like the perfect dog. They're like big dogs, but tiny. And I'm a tiny person. So I like wasn't overwhelmed. They don't like, they're not like drooly like pugs. Uh -huh. They're just like, I just, they're just little bundles of joy. And I really, the, their temperament, I guess, is the thing. Our temperaments yeah. are well matched. Yeah. And now whenever I see them and my last roommate had one. And we, I would take him to the park all the time, just me and him, without my roommate. <laughs> my roommate would always. Is that get how you pissed. chose your roommate? You know, it def I knew her before we lived together, and I was like, "So Goo is gonna live with me? Sure, yeah, you can move in." Yeah. His name was Goo. Goo. Love I it. I miss him all the time. Mm. Anyway, I'm probably gonna edit like half of that out. Oh come on! No one needs to hear me jerking off to Boston Terriers. All right, Jupiter retrograde. Jupiter is retrograde about a third of the year. Since it's in retrograde so often, it doesn't impact us the same way that rarer retrogrades, which are Mercury, Mars, and Venus, impact us. Jupiter retrograde doesn't have negative connotation either. 
because I mean it's in retrograde a third of the year it would be insane to suggest that so it's good when Jupiter's in retrograde my house is full of water and I like it it's not like good it's just kind of like neutral I view it simply as a time to make sure that as much as we're looking for answers and paths in the world around us paths in front of us with which we can expand into we also need to look for answers and paths inside of ourselves it's a very peaceful and low-key period of reflection my house is full of water and the water smells great. Smells great. Yeah, this water is making my house smell so good. Did your washing machine flood? That's probably, if, yeah. Yep. Jupiter's in retrograde. My wa- my brand new washing machine that I bought at Sears flooded and it smells great. And I'm happy about Jupiter being in retrograde. Is Jupiter even in retrograde right now? Well, I don't know. Don't it must worry. be. You know, I've heard that app. it's in retrograde practically a third of the year. That's what I think. Yes, it is in retrograde in Sagittarius I knew right it. now. My friggin' washing machine overflowed, but it smells great. Let's do a, a little bit about Jupiter in the elements. I'm not going to do Jupiter in the signs today. Oh, boy. Um, uh, Jupiter, where, where Jupiter gets really specific in its indications in your chart. Um, is the location in your chart, the house that it's in, and its relationship uh, in terms of distance to the other planets. And we haven't gotten that far yet. So we wouldn't just look at the sign of a Jupiter and just like call it and like tell you a bunch of info there because like we just learned, it only changes signs once a year. Yeah. So it's not going to have a specific meaning for a year's worth of people that were born, you know. Um, right. You can pull specific information from it when you combine different elements of your chart. So Google for now, it. we'll just do some some light element discussion. Okay. The way I formatted this is, these are the things that you grow and share. The analogy I came up with is, Jupiter, in a basic sense, is the, f- this is like a Los Angeles analogy right now. LA, baby, Hollywood. Yes, where we live. For better or for worse, um, it is like the fruit tree in your that in the place that you rent. We're all renting here. Hey, who knows? You don't know. Maybe I I'm a homeowner. You never know. I'm not. You'd fine, be the first homeowner it. I know whose landlord lives above them. All right, settle down. <laughs> don't give too much away. <laughs> so you have a fruit tree in my mansion. I rent a mansion. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So you have a fruit tree that's just like in your yard. It comes with a place. You don't live there because it's there, but you just happen to have the fucking lemon tree. Someone walks by and they grab the lemon off your tree. That's my lemon. This is like a, yeah, a trope. People fucking hate when, what show was that in? Like people are like, just because the fruit is hanging over the sidewalk doesn't mean you can fucking take it. I feel like it was in like. It sounds like something that would happen and curb your enthusiasm. So. But who knows? The idea behind Jupiter is it's a really, it's a very positive planet we call it a benefic planet um it's like the most like happy and positive bananarific exactly mm-hmm. bananarific it's only good if you're able to positively manifest what it offers you if you're selfish or too focused on on the self or, or internalizing this positivity not me then it's not going to be able to shine as it would if, if it was something you were willing to share i can shine i can shine with jupiter Something that my favorite astrologer, Darby Costello, quoted in her seminar on Jupiter was, she said uh, a good a good quote was by someone, I, I can't remember, I believe it was a poet, um, said, be the, something like, be the luck when you walk into a room. Um, if, if you are hungry, be the bread. 
it, it's just basically kind of paying it forward and um, not focusing too much on your own gain. Mm-hmm. The way your Jupiter will shine is if you allow people to take from your fruit tree and you will still have that tree will be yours. You still are in more or less in possession of it. Let it's people you- take some fruit tree. Mm-hmm. Little lemon won't missing out on one lemon. There's other lemons. Exactly. Make lemonade and let your neighbors make lemonade too. Actually, there is a, a person I've had totally forgotten about this till this moment. We have a neighbor, a neighbor named Hasmik who comes over and to get lemons from our tree. She has to like come through the gate into our back area to get them. Uh-huh. We like we don't even speak the same language. I have no idea what Hasmik is saying ever, and I I don't think that she knows what I'm saying either. And she just will come over and kind of like point to the backyard and we'll just nod and she just like goes back there and gets her lemons. Uh-huh. It's super sweet. We love her. That's great. And now whenever we see her in the neighborhood, she waves and it's like such a positive moment in my day. There you go. Um, That's Jupiter for you. Yeah. And then she started bringing us snacks every once in a while. <gasps> she brought us like at Christmas time, she brought us a little tin of cookies and some like raisins and walnuts in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't eat them, but like we kept them just because it was like a nice thing to look at. Yeah. <laughs> so these, these, this is going to be Jupiter by elements. So I'm going to do f- just break it down to the four elements here. Um, of the, this is what we're going to dub the fruit on your tree, the things that you have a lot of, but that you're also willing to share. Okay. So fire, fire, Jupiter. Who am I? You are a water Jupiter. Ugh, okay. Go ahead. Fire, Jupiter, which is Aries. Leo and Sagittarius, what you have to offer and what you have manifested is charisma, inspiration, and warmth. For an Earth Jupiter, which is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, your offering and abundance is calm, material gain, and integrity. For Air Jupiters, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, your offering and abundance are ideas, understanding, and philosophy. For Water, which is Chris, yeah, baby, here I go. Your offering in abundance is empathy, depth, and intuition. Empathy, depth, and intuition. Mm-hmm. Empathy. Check. Got it. I'm fucking full of it. Uh, what was the second one? Depth. Depth. Please, I'm deeper than the friggin' ocean. You are a sensitive little songstress. That's right. I've I've got... <laughs> undiscovered creatures living at the bottom of me. That's wow, a, that's look, there you go right I now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Even when you joke, you're getting deep. That's right. And then, of course, the last one was, what was it? Intuition. Intuition. Oh, gosh. Turn left. It's it's this way. Turn right. It's that way. Oh, it's that's north. <sighs> I nailed it. <laughs> I'm always saying stuff like that. I'm always right. Yeah, you're a, you're an emotional Magellan. That's me, baby. Actually, that is kind of like so you you specifically have a a Pisces Venus, and I feel like emotional Magellan is totally what that's all about. Really? Emo Madge. Emo Madge, that's me. Well, that's what I got to say about Jupiter. Just remember wow. positivity, abundance, where you you have the most expansive forces in your life. And eventually when we talk about houses, we'll come back around to Jupiter and talk about the specifics of what it can mean for you in terms of your career or just your general positive influence, what you put into the world. Should we do some advice questions? Yeah, my career. Ugh. Born hot. Pre-order it now. Where can they pre-order it? Ugh. Google. 
polyvinylrecords.com, chrisfarren.com, hotguywithglasses.com. Slash Google. Slash Google. Advice, baby. So none of the advice questions today, none, none of the people that wrote in supplied their names. So these are all going to be anonymous. I'm making them up. Okay. You want to go first? I'll go first. This is a question from Beelzebub, the literal devil. <laughs> wow. All wow, right, welcome go. to the pod. Yeah. New friend of the pod, the devil. Hi, guys. I was just wondering, with the way that the U.S. is actually turning into a hellmouth, should people consider consider packing their stakes and moving to Canada? There's a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer references. Yeah, they're, they know who they're talking to. Right. Well, okay. Should people... Okay, because this Virgo is terrified for another four years of Trump and what that means for our futures. P.S. Jess, I made a Twitter post about how you look like the love child of Faith and Willow. Impossible. And it's probably one of the things I'm most <laughs> proud of. LOL. Chris, it's 2019. Two women can surely have a baby together. Alone? <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. Google it. <laughs> yes, one lays the egg and the other fertilizes it. Whoa, that's cool. All right, I believe you. Not to get too sexy, but well, Beelzebub, if you move to Canada, if all the people who uh, are don't like Trump move away from America, then just everybody, then just Trump and everybody that likes him rule America like one thousand percent. They as, would have, as opposed to like 51%. They would have weapons of mass destruction with no one to contest their use of it. Yeah. We would all die. If you leave Canada, we're all going to die. I mean, I mean, I mean if you Canada, leave for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um but it's the devil. The devil wrote this question. I'm sure they're trying they're like, so, so I should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, "Oh, should we all like move to Canada?" Yeah, they're using Astroblast as a vessel for evil. (laughs) Oh my God, should we all move to Canada? Right, guys? Let's go. And it's the (laughs) devil trying to trick everybody. Nice try, the devil. Um, Thank you so much for saying I look like the love child of Faith and Willow. I remember that and I will never forget it because it's the nicest thing that's ever been said about me. Thank you. Nice try, the devil. Thank you, devil. Nice try, the devil is the name of a... A, re- a record. It's a, the devil. A, a the devil com- is seducing me I, to get me to Canada. I shouldn't have said it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't don't leave. And also, just like a little dose of political reality for you, we've been going back and forth between these two terrible parties, the Republican and Democratic parties, for all time. Like, if do you remember what? It, if you're if you're old enough to remember what it felt like when. George Bush was reelected twice, like when he was elected and then reelected. That felt like the coming of the apocalypse. That felt like the hellmouth for sure. Yeah. And then Obama happened and everyone was like, woo. And then how, here we are again. And I'm sure, I mean, it's unfortunately probably likely, I think, that Trump will get reelected. There's just like half of our country wants it for their own sick reasons. And, um, but. After that term, I'm sure we're going to get some second coming of Jesus Christ Obama or whatever, and everyone's going to feel great again. And then it's going to bounce back and forth because that's the nature of the political system, capitalism, the United States history. This is just where we are. Unfortunately. Don't let these people, these, 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 these old pigs on Capitol Hill drag you down 
pigs on Capitol these Hill. Pigs on these Capitol feral Hill. hogs on Capitol yeah, Hill. Yeah, these thirty to fifty feral hogs. Is it a funny meme from uh four months ago? <laughs> that's what we. That's what we call. <laughs> that's what we call the cabinet. Thirty to fifty feral hogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, next question. Go ahead. There's a girl at work who I just can't talk to. I'm pretty quiet. She's super quiet, too. I can't help but feel extremely awkward. I overanalyze every gesture and very short conversation. It's become my number one stress at work. I'm trying to be okay with her not wanting to talk to me, and I'm afraid if I come off as mean. I'm afraid I might come off as mean, rude, or scary. She seems like a cool person from what I know about her, and that makes it even worse. It's been like this for a couple years, and I feel like it's too late to change anything. How can I detach and stop overthinking this? So this is like, not necessarily even like a a a romantic interest or anything. Right, this is this just, is just like, like two coworkers. Yeah, where you kind of locked into kind of an awkward thing. God, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I've like done that with like you know like people that you live nearby or like in the same building as or like you know people you have to see all the time. And if you don't like get right your you don't like lay a good ground foundation for like the way your interactions will be, it'll, they'll all always be very strange, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, if you, like, don't introduce yourself to somebody at, like, a dinner party and then, like, like four hours go by and, like, there's just, like, one person out of eight people that you haven't, like, directly introduced yourself to. Yeah, and it goes on too worst. long. You can't... There's just nothing that can be done. There was somebody, like, on a tour I just did... It was like a super short, it was like a three-day tour. And tour I, is the worst when you have to like say bye and exchange numbers, but you didn't speak for like a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one person out of like like the 13 people that like, I just, I don't think I we ever like properly like introduced each other to like to each other. And it was just always like a, uh, hey, <laughs> it's just yeah. so awkward. what up? <laughs> Yeah. The worst is when you don't even learn someone's name on tour. Like you never, you never even like introduce yourself. Yeah. And then you hit a point where it's like way too late to ask what their name is. So you're just like asking other people on the tour, like, what's that guy's name again? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, something that is great about, you know, this beautiful digital age we live in, most of the time you can figure it out. Yeah. Like online. Yeah. You just got to do some stalking. Yeah. Like band member names, dot com. I think you could like. Uh, there are kind of like two things you could do here. You could either just find some acceptance for the situation and figure out like how to deal with the awkwardness because it maybe is just too deep for it to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, or you can just like come in strong and just like break the ice. Just be like, listen, we've worked together for two years now. I feel like it's kind of weird. Why don't we like? Do you want to like get a drink? But then it might seem like they're hitting on the person. Oh right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the dynamic. I was gonna here. say get a drink too, or like hang out. Grab Even, a coffee is a little less. Uh, I don't know. You could, I guess, don't get specific. Just be like, we should like have your lunch to together any, or something. Yeah, like yeah. Do you want to have lunch together to like break the? You could just be very candid. Like it feels kind of awkward between us, and I have no idea why. Why don't we just like get lunch in the break room or wherever, wherever you work or whatever, and just like tell tell this person you're going through a hard time, uh, and make up some tragedy, <laughs> and then a terrible and then idea. Bond, then get them to 
like you by This is like that. an episode of The Office if they do that. Yeah, I mean, it's a very bad idea. I You're going to look like Creed obvious. or something a... if you don't do this right. Yeah. You got to be manifest Jim. Not, I mean, I hate Jim in The Office. He's like a fucking tool bag. But he definitely has more chill than anyone else in that office does. You don't want to be a Creed. You don't want to be a... Or like a Stanley or a... I guess you could be a Michael. That could be fun. Love Michael. Be a Michael or a Jim. Don't be someone else. Uh, that I mean, it sounds like you both are already being like, you sound like two Phyllises. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Go for it. All right, here it goes. And I'm reading it right now. I'm in a long distance thing with a sag son. Sag. Sag son. And they don't want to commit because of the distance. Everything has been perfect every time we've been able to see each other. Is this worth pursuing or should I just give up because it seems like they won't ever commit to me? Friggin' dump their ass. Yeah, accept it for what it is or move on. It's, it's kind of just distance is a tricky thing. I don't I don't blame them for um, not wanting to commit just because it's so hard. You have to be the kind of person that can do a long distance thing. And if you're not, then don't make that commitment because you're just going to like drag yourself through hell. Um through the devil's lair, through Canada, <laughs> but yeah. but it the only the only time where they feel like a fucking sorry ass piece of shit that you need to leave is um if they're kind of like latching on to you. they're like what what is the phrase I'm looking for like dragging you along or whatever or like leading you on leading you on there it is if they're leading you on and they're like no blah, 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 then fucking be like all right well listen fuck you yeah. I don't know. We kind of talked about this in another re- recent episode about LDRs. Lana Del Rey. Yes. Venice fucking beach. What's that? I think that's like a record or something or a song of hers. Oh, sounds like it. I guess I should have just assumed. Or no, it's called Venice Bitch. Oh. And the record is called Norman fucking Rockwell. Oh my God. Anyway, Born Hot. <laughs> Pre-order it now. Yeah, do it. I'm H for the D to the stars and back, are you? Yes. Bye. Bye.